Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we start today's episode, we would like to begin by acknowledging the Yagara and Turrbal people, traditional custodians on the land on which we meet today. We'd also like to pay our respects to their elders past and present. to another week of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. This week is a little bit different. This week, it is just me, Julie. There is no KB. And me, Zane C. Yeah! Oh my goodness, it works for you too. Yes, yeah, we, we figured that out a while ago. I know, but I forget, and then I get excited. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Zane C. Weber. It's me. I have been on the podcast before. You've been on this podcast before. You've been on pretty much every other podcast I'm ever on. That's true. Yep, that yep. is actually true. Um, and you're our producer extraordinaire. Yes. You're here to clickety-click the buttons for me. Sometimes. Sometimes I click the buttons. Sometimes you do. When it's good, that's Zane. When it's <laughs> bad, that's me or KB. Yeah. <laughs> Usually me. Because I'm not that good at the clickety-click and my recording equipment is a bit shitty shit. That didn't rhyme. No, not at all. Anyway. But I'm here to react because I uh, KB isn't, so I'm going to yeah. react. It's, Yay. it's more fun than talking to a wall. Usually. <laughs> so today, i got a weird one for you. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about John Lennon. Oh. I know. I know. I then had to go back through our history and be like, have we done John Lennon? No, 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 no. We've done Paul McCartney. Yes. We've yeah. not John, 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 Jennon, done John Lennon. Have you Have you done the the rumours of the fifth Beatle or the sixth Beatle? The one that looks like Paul McCartney? No, like the, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's I know that there's a conspiracy theory that there was a fifth Beatle. Oh, no, we've done, so Paul McCartney has... Uh, Paul McCartney is basically dead and has a lookalike that took his place. The winner right. of a lookalike competition. Of course. Yeah. Etc. Great theory. It's quite early on. I reckon it's maybe episode number six or seven if you want to go back and listen to it. But today we're looking at another Beatle. We're looking at John Lennon. Um, while I was typing these notes, I realised it took... This is going to tickle you, I think. <laughs> so, okay. It took me 30 years, but I realised... Why the Beatles is spelt the way it is? <laughs> Be- is it because their music has a beat? Yep. Mm, yep. <laughs> yep. Good. Thirty. Yes. Yeah. Some people is some, a lot of stupid. <laughs> some people are born uh, with greatness, Julie, and some people have to work a little harder for it. Oh, look! And if I'm honest, I thought the bug <laughs> was spelt the way the band is spelt for a very long time. So. <laughs> Anyway, but yes, the things you learn. Anyway, John Lennon was born on the 9th of October 1940 in Liverpool, England. Uh, it kind of goes without saying that Lennon had a pretty amazing career. 
Um, sure. I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, it. I, I mean, don't know. I've seen better. What's like 20, 30 solid, no, 20 solid years of fame, you know? Uh, the Beatles are regarded as one of the most successful bands of all time. Only musically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were not as great at their tap dancing. It's true. I've never seen them successfully complete a tap dance. Neither have I. Um, I bet there's video of it somewhere. Do you reckon there's kids that don't, like, you reckon there's TikTok kids that don't know what the Beatles are or who the Beatles are? Yes. Oh, God, that makes me feel sick. But there's also, I think there's more of them that are like, oh, my God, have you heard of this band called the Beatles? (laughs) I hate that. To be fair, Julie, at some point we didn't know what the Beatles were. I mean, I was probably birth. (laughs) I reckon I would have been... 10, 11, or 12? No way. I would, did not grow up in a musical household. <gasps> I was singing Maxwell Silver Hammer since I was like, I want to say three or four. Mm. Not an appropriate song <laughs> for a four-year-old to be singing, but um, it's a good one. Uh, I also know that people our age didn't know who Abba was. I mean, slash that's, our that's age fair. and older, because when the Mamma Mia movie came out, I was working at Sanity, and people would come in and say, "Have you got one of those Mamma Mia band CDs?" And I almost jumped over the counter and throttled them. Well, they were in their like forties and fifties and asking for one of those Mamma Mia but band they're from CDs. the continent. Like we can't be expected to keep up with all of the uh, Italians and the Spaniards and the Swedes, <laughs> all of them, like. There, you know, there's a lot of music. It's okay. Anyway, it's All right, a long I'll way away. Calm the rage inside me right now. <laughs> they were an integral. They were integral to the development of 1960s counterculture and popular music recognition as an art form. Their music was rooted rooted in skiffle, beat, and 1950s rock and roll. They also drew upon classical music, traditional pop, and psychedelia to create their sound. Mm. Now, if you're anything like me, Zane C. Webber, which you're probably not, you might be wondering what on earth skiffle is. Uh, I did have a question in my head. Yeah, I'd never heard of it until today. And researching both John Lennon and the Beatles brought up a lot of this skiffle talk. So, um, Skiffle talk with Julie. Skiffle talk with Julie. Uh, Skiffle is a genre of music with like a blues, jazz feel, but also a lot of American folk music influence. And it's usually performed on homemade or improvised instruments. What is blues if not American folk music? How yeah. are they to sing from well, each other? Well, I guess American folk music and blues are separate because I have sung American folk songs like Shenandoah that is definitely <laughs> not a blues song. Isn't Shenandoah an Irish folk song? You make a good point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> music is <Aww>. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Learning nothing about music with Julie. <laughs> uh, anyway, and on homemade or improvised instruments. So for me, I was trying to work out which of their songs sound most like they're made, like they're done on like an improvised. I don't know. Like I don't see much skiffle, even though yeah. it's talked about very heavily. Look, all right. I'm. I'll take your word I'm for skiffle-less. it. Skiffleless. <laughs> anyway, whatever it was, they drew their inspiration on. Uh, it worked. <laughs> Beatlemania was a very real thing. Massive crowds of screaming fans lined up to see them wherever they went, and their success was astronomical. Have you ever done that? Mm-hmm. You were once a teenage girl. I was once a teenage girl, yes. Did Did you ever do that? Lined up to 
Who, see a concert, go crazy. Okay, who do you think I would have done that for? Knowing me and who I am. I don't know. Which I, band I know. do you think I would have done high that five. for? High like, five. Definitely. I was too old for high five for a start. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just wondering because, you know, it's, no. it is a, is a stereotypical teenage thing. No, I've never do. done that. I think for me, if I was going to do any... Do anyone. <laughs> that I did. <laughs> if I was going to line up to see any like musician or band, it would have been a musician and it would have been Billy Joel. Okay. I was a weird kid and am a weird adult. But also there's not a lot of like fan mania over Billy Joel. Like they're, they're, no. they're, there's fans, but they're not like crazy screaming there's no ma- And I guess the mania fell either side of me as well because I think there was a bit of mania around um, Jonas Brothers One Direction, probably more so around One Direction, but I was way too old for that when that came out. Because mm, they were babies. They were babies. However, mm. now they are not and Harry Styles is a delightful looking human. All right. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Okay. Did you line up to see anyone and go? No, no, I, I've never been. I've never partaken in music like normal people. You um, never partook. Well, I like music sometimes. I think we're similar like that. I prefer to do the music <laughs> than sit there listening to the music. Correct. And if I'm going to listen to anything, it's going to be people talking. Mm. Hence, podcasting. Dear podcasting. Dear podcast. Please continue. Sincerely, Zane. <laughs> and Julie. Anyway, um, in 1965, Queen Elizabeth II, numero uno two, appointed all four members of the Beatles the Order of the British Empire. They won, <laughs> I've spelt one the wrong, well, they won an Academy Award in 1971 for Best Original Score for the film Let It Be. Didn't know that. They received seven Grammy Awards as well as having six Diamond albums, 20 multi-platinum albums, six Teen platinum and six gold albums. They were also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. This was, no, that's incorrect, 1988. That was very late. Yeah, 1988. This was, however, eight years after the death of Lennon. Mm. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean. Not really, yeah. It happened. (laughs) Not really a spoiler alert. Like a while ago. (laughs) So John Lennon actually died in 1980. However... Before we get on to that, we need to know a little bit more about who John Lennon is in in a general. Uh, We know that he was hugely successful with the Beatles, but his life seemed to draw more negative attention in 1968 when he divorced his wife, Cynthia Powell, and married Yoko Ono in 1969. Now, until today, I'd also never heard of Cynthia Powell, which is kind of disgusting, but I had heard of Yoko Ono. Mm. Um, I think it's fairly ingrained in popular culture that Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles, um, the band officially splitting in 1970. And whether that's true or not is not the conspiracy we're looking at today. Although, what are your thoughts? Do you think Yoko Ono broke up the band? Uh, No, I think the band was always going to break up. So, yes, she was the catalyst, but I don't think they would have stayed together if she forever if she wasn't there. I agree. I think regardless of her, John was changing at that time. They all were. They're yeah, well, all weird gone from people. What, they never 20? really got along to begin with. How old were they? 20-something when they started? Mm. Um, Lennon produced more than a dozen avant-garde-style albums with his new wife. They were vocal peace activists. And, in fact, his activism was seen as more controversial um, than... 
I guess, chill activism. That's not a thing. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, Lennon and Ono moved to New York in 1971, and because of his strong and vocal opposition to the Vietnam War, the Nixon administration attempted to deport him for three solid years. <laughs> okay. They were like, oi, this guy is noisy. <laughs> we're going to get him out. Gonna get him out of the country. Sure. Let's do it. Let it be known that they didn't. Suckers. Oh, well. <laughs> didn't try, try harder hard next time. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> we are on the same wavelength today. I need to be allowed to talk because it's a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Shush now. <laughs> you might produce it and do all the hard stuff. <laughs> but I am the official host. <laughs> Any hoozles. 1975 rolled around and Lennon decided that it was time to spend more time with his family. He had a young son and only collaborated. Wow. Mm, that was a fun word. Midstroke. Or should I say series of... Syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Only collaborated once more with Ono in 1980 on Double Fantasy. Hate the name of that. It's weird. I mean, they are weird, but... In either way, Hoozles, sadly, Lennon wouldn't have a chance to make more music as he was shot and killed in the archway of his Manhattan apartment building what? by when? a fan Why? of the Beatles, <laughs> Mark David Chapman. Or... Was he? Wow, way to leave me hanging. <laughs> I do not appreciate that term. <laughs> Was he? <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. Well, the death of Lennon, uh, John Lennon is a strange case. Um, there is no doubt about that. It 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 was a strange one. It was very shocking at the time, and there was um, mass, I guess, mass outcry of people mourning his death. Um, but once Mark David Chapman had shot Lennon with a thirty-eight special revolver, it's always really hard for me to say gun things because mm. I don't know the gun things. I'm Who not does? from the gun country. No, gross. Ew, icky, icky, ew, ew. Um, he remained at the scene of the crime reading J.D. Salinger's... Salinger's? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Novel, The Catcher in the Rye, until he was arrested by police. He claimed he was planning to cite the novel as his manifesto. What? A psychopath. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Having a manifesto to start off with isn't a great look. <laughs> it's, not it's not great. And... This is coming from someone who's had the urge to write a manifesto a number of times in their lives. It's like, oh, if everyone would just listen to me, it would be better. Maybe I should write it all down. Instead, I started podcasts. What? It, oh, no. <laughs> I am part of your personal manifesto. Correct. Oh, what is the difference between a manifesto and an autobiography? A manifesto is like a personal philosophy of like, of like why you do the things you do and like what's going wrong in the world and how it should be fixed. And autobiography is literally like a story of your life. I feel like if I wrote a manifesto, <laughs> it's like reasons why I'm a bit 101. No, if you wrote a manifesto, it would be about why Phantom of the Opera is not an opera. <laughs> Because you feel very passionately about that. It's so stupid. I hate that stupid musical. Any hoozles. It's an opera, Julie. It's <laughs> not. Oh, my God. I almost slammed your computer shut if I didn't risk losing my own podcast for that. Oof. Anyway. 
Catcher in the Rye. Hmm. I've never read it, but I guess it's a thing you do when it's, you shoot it people. It was controversial back in the day. Like it was banned for a while. Aha, uh-huh, maybe I should read. The reason for killing Lennon, um, he said, oh, sorry, when asked, dude, what's the geo? Chapman said that there was a highly publicised comment that Lennon had made in 1966 about being more popular than Jesus when referring to the Beatles. And that had angered him. Chapman had said um, he thought about killing other celebrity figures but had never really followed through or had never followed through until Lennon. Um, really don't think blasphemy is any reason to kill anyone. Okay, you know what also gets my goat about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're going to nail someone for blasphemy, right? If yep. you're looking at that as being like the ultimate sin and then you're choosing to kill them, yep. you're also sinning. Sinning, yeah, but not you're not blaspheming, so it's okay. You're not blaspheming. It's you are committing. Sin. Oh, you're definitely not. It's not one of. The, oh, it is one of the ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. You don't get to choose. The Bible tells you you don't get to choose. Uh, I think that you uh, underestimate the power of the Bible to justify anything that you want to do. <laughs> I want to have KFC for dinner tonight. Someone get on it. <laughs> Find a passage in the Bible where it's like, Julie, you can have KFC. <laughs> <laughs> and then God gave people free will. Boom, found it. <laughs> Any whoozles. Um, I guess for some... It's reason enough, but it's really not for me. But perhaps it wasn't Mark David Chapman at all. Instead, perhaps it was Stephen King. What? (laughs) Where did that come from and why? Uh, uh, Yep, famous thriller novelist Stephen King. It is said that under orders from Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan, communicating to the author through magazines and newspaper articles, King was ordered to murder Lennon. Has anyone ever successfully communicated a secret message to anyone using magazines and newspapers? Through mass media. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's been done. (laughs) Anyway, the most famous of this claim was made by a Californian man by the name of Steve Lightfoot. (laughs) Okay. The name sounds fake. It could be. I don't know. Steve has spent many hours researching his claims and is known to many as the man with the white van with the articles taped to its windows, alleging that in quite a hefty, bold font that Stephen King killed John Lennon. He's a fan of the caps lock. Okay, yep. (laughs) He claims that there is ample evidence in issues of The Times, Newsweek and World Report that date back prior to the murder. He claims these articles are filled with government codes and clues, which is how I imagine him saying Mm -hmm, things. mm -hmm. He claims that Chapman was was just a paid actor to stand in in for King and take the blame, which kind of makes sense. This is the only bit to me that makes sense, which is why, like, Chapman's so blasé about his captures. I'll just sit here, read my book till they come and get me. Like, you'd think you'd run. Look, I think there are a lot of people that kind of aim to do something, do it, and then they're like, okay, well, that's... I've I've achieved my goal. I've achieved my goal. I'm ready to take my punishment. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if they have a manifesto. (laughs) True. It's all a bit confusing. Um, If you do feel so inclined, you can pop onto Lightfoot's website dedicated entirely to this conspiracy. That is LennonMurderTruth.com. 
Mm-hmm. It's Sounds very, legit. Very hard to navigate on a mobile device, but you <laughs> could probably check it out on desktop a little bit easier. Um, point of interest on the website is tab seven, where uh, sorry, tab seven called Stephen King's letters to me, one of which states, "Dear Steve, I didn't kill John Lennon, and I think you know that as well as I do. Inside your wall of de- inside the wall of denial you've put up." Mm-hmm. I honestly feel we're reaching a bit. <laughs> With this one, um, I mean, a little. When you look at Lightfoot's evidence on the website, it feels like a man who hey, had a little bit too much time on his hands. Like you got enough newspapers and enough highlighters, you can make anything seem like it's the truth. When you go and have a look at his website, he's got like all these different articles. Like this bit here goes with this bit here, and this bit there goes with it. Mike, you've got like seven different news articles. Of course, you could smoosh them together. Smoosh them. That's what we did on the front of our like notebooks at school. You would make your own collage out of of magazines, and then you'd like laminate, not laminate it. What's it called? Contact. Um, contact. You put contact paper over the top, and then you've got your own like cool thing going on. Um, I don't. I don't think I ever did that. But you okay. missed out. Okay. I will contact you a book, and I'll make it delightful. Okay. Okay. Um. Anyway, we'd love to know your thoughts as per every oh, week. That's, that's, Mate, that's all there is. That is all right. All there is. To th- I mean, you go on the website, you could spend a few hours there. It's I, a I don't know if I will. Bit crazy, though. Like, fair warning, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, let us know. Hop on the website if you feel safe doing so. It is a very scary website. Um, let us know if you found more damning evidence of Stephen King. Um, but you have found us on your favorite podcatcher. Check. Done. Congratulations. If you're on Acast, hey, hey, we're fresh here. What's, what's your name? What are you doing? <laughs> Tell me how to use Acast. Um, <laughs> so it's probably time to head on over to Facebook and Instagram, Elvis Lives Podcast, at both of those. Um, let us know your thoughts. Have a chat. We're always keen to, to hear what you have to say. But uh, thank you very much, Zane Seaweber. Is there any podcast you would like to... You've got a lot of babies, so now you're going to have to choose your favourite baby. I mean, that I'm on or that I would like just to mention? That you're on. I would like everyone to go listen to Castology. I knew it would be Castology. He has his favourite baby. I knew it. Well, I think I think it's the it's got the broadest appeal. It does. It's got a very a wide reach. Because we we all bring different kinds of podcasts and recommend them. There's sports balls ones, isn't there? Oh, not anymore. Sometimes, sometimes. Is there any literary? Lots. Oh, I've been bringing um, a lot of book podcasts lately. What about true crime? Yes, I wasn't going to say that. Um, specifically Lilo and Stitch based podcasts. No, actually, I don't think we've actually recommended a Disney podcast. <gasps> well, I can do that. Guys, listen to Disney vs. Disney. It's a hoot. I'm on there. I'm I'm Team Lilo and Stitch. I'm very, very, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because I love it so much. But um, until next week, see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.